Welcome to the White Man Can Jump Podcast. This is your host, John Whited, a.k.a. Mr. No Look. Joining me to break down Game 4 in the NBA Finals, the last three games hopefully ahead. Returning as a guest, Andrew Brownlee. How you doing, Andrew? Doing well. Thanks again for having me, John. Looking forward to talking about Game 4 and the rest of the series. Hopefully we will be getting a Game 7. Yes, that is that is Game 7 are the two best words in sports. And, you know, um, we finally got a good game last night. That was the first game that was decided by single digits. Um, you know, despite that, the series overall is plus 3 Milwaukee despite three double-digit wins. Um, so, I mean, I think 2-2 is exactly where we should be after four games. Um, it's been about as even as can be. Um, they've, uh, they've traded blows. They've made adjustments. Um, they've had heroic performances on both sides. Um, it's really not maybe not the matchup we thought we were going to get at the beginning of the playoffs, but it's been about as good of a matchup as you can ask for. And... Um, Maybe hopefully we get a little more drama in these last hopefully three games. Um, but just let's jump into game four. I mean, you can really call this the Chris Middleton game. It could have been the Devin Booker game, but um, they didn't get the win and he didn't play down the stretch for a while. We, we can get into that later. That's a different subject. But Chris Middleton um, had 40 points, playoff career high. Um, this is his third game with 38 plus, I believe, in the playoffs. So I mean, he's he's definitely had a few down games, but he he definitely can show up and and carry the load offensively like he did tonight. I mean, Giannis, we'll dive into that, but had kind of an off night for him, especially the way he'd been performing the last two nights. But Milton really, the offense ran through him the whole night. I would say um, he had took 33 shots. Um, that's got to be close to a career high for him, if not. Um, and, you know, he scored 24 in the second half, 14 in the fourth. So he got it done down the stretch. Um, and, you know, he, he really carried the offense and burdened the load tonight and took some of that pressure off of Giannis, which he still had a great game. Um, what did you think about his performance tonight or last night? Yeah, I thought he played really well. Um, not even, like, the entire game. But really, the second half, or maybe even the last 18 minutes of the game, were just spectacular. He was playing like a real star. Uh, you know, Milton is a good player, right? He's not a superstar by any stretch of the no. uh, imagination. So, you, know, you cannot expect a performance like this from him every night. But I think what you could have expected is that you would get this type of performance at least once, once or maybe twice this series. Yeah, right? you, you have so, to win those games too. Yeah, and you've got to win the games when he does play like that. Um, Giannis has been playing amazingly this entire series, uh, and he needed someone else to step up throughout the series, and they need to win those games when someone else does step up. Uh, so Milton looked great. Again, like we said, the second half was amazing. It seems like he could do no wrong, just like pulling up and swishing basically every shot he took. Uh, and I, I really liked uh, the PNR game that he had with Giannis. I think it was working pretty well where Middleton was coming in as the screener 
for Giannis. Uh, and then Giannis was rolling really hard to the rim after that, or uh, vice versa, with Giannis as the screener. Yeah, and I think that is their best play down the stretch. Um, you know, if you use Giannis as a screener, one, you know, Middleton can get his mid-range or three-point shot off, um, which you don't want Giannis taking that. So it's an easier cover, right? Because the, the Suns will gladly give Giannis anything outside the paint. Um, and so it, it opens up more opportunities there. And then if if Giannis does set a good pick, which he sets pretty good picks because he's so big, and if he hits, if you hit him, like you're gonna be impacted by it. So, you know, his you'll have to either have the help defender come up and come uh, and guard Middleton, and that will leave the roll open, or there'll be a double team and the roll will be open. It's just it's a tough cover, and it it opens up a lot of options, um, and. The Suns really didn't have an answer for it down the stretch. I mean, that's pretty much all they ran were him coming off the handoff with the pick. And he got to his spots. Um, and and made some, he made some tough shots too, but they were also shots that he he practices and that are in his bag. And, um, and so, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's better to have Middleton as the ball handler in that pick and roll because it, it opens up more options, like I was saying. So... Um, but yeah, I think they've, they found something in that. Um, and, and I don't know if Giannis was a hundred, like, he, I don't think he's been a hundred percent the whole series, which is crazy with the numbers he's put up. I mean, he's had two 40 point games. He had the first time in NBA history or NBA finals history where someone had scored, you know, back to back games with more points than minutes played, which is absurd. Um, and for the series, despite a game one where he really wasn't quite himself yet, he's averaging 32.3 points per game, 14 boards, five and a half assists, one and a half steals, one and a half blocks, uh, on 61% field goal. So, like, he's doing that. And, you know, as far as we can tell and as far as you'd assume, based off the knee injury he had just two weeks ago, um, he's not even 100% healthy, which is insane. Um, and tonight or last night he had 26, 14, eight, three steals and two blocks. Um, and it, that, that was an off night, like for him. Um, he, he really wasn't, the offense wasn't revolved around him. Like it had been the last couple of games. Um, he, he got him, got points off the offensive rebounds, off steals, um, off rolling to the rim. Like it, it was just. The, the, the points came naturally to him, and a lot of them were hustle points. Like on the one when Devin Booker um, fouled the crap out of Holiday going to the hole, what should have been a six foul, he was busting his ass down there to clean it up, and Holiday was able to find him trailing, and he got an easy bucket that way. So, um, you know, like like you had known here, that he's impacting the game beyond scoring. He absolutely is. I mean, that block shot he had on Aiden on the alley-oop attempt was something – probably only he can do in the league right now. Um, and you know, he, he's just been incredible. And, um, and I, I really didn't expect to see this from him because one, I didn't really expect him to play. And if I did, I didn't expect him to be anywhere close to hundred percent, but 
he's looked pretty close to 100%, uh, even though he's definitely dealing with some pain. Yeah, I, I think he's been graduated from like the Greek freak into the pantheon of uh, Greek gods or something like that. He's been playing so well this series, and especially when you think that his leg almost like snapped back the other way, like you said, two weeks ago. So I'm really impressed with how he's playing. And even if he wasn't putting up 40 points last night, I think he was impacting the game, like you said, in other ways. Uh, I think he still has that magnetism to him where he is drawing defenders with him when he goes to the rim. And like you mentioned earlier, I think that's like part of the reason why Nelson was getting these open looks like from the elbow and these like easy mid-range jumpers for uh, Chris to shoot is that Johnson is the opening those up for him with the gravity that he creates moving towards the basket. So even if he's not putting up 40 points uh, last game, I think he was still very effective. Um, and we're maybe considering this somewhat of an off night, and he still had an amazing game. Like, you cannot, coming out of that game, think that Johns wasn't one of the best players that played on the court that night, if not the best, despite Milton's 40 and Booker's 42, 42 I think. Yeah, 42. Yeah. Uh, yeah, John still had that kind of impact in his all-around game. Yeah, and like from the get-go, he he asked out after like three minutes, which like at, at first I was like, oh, his knees got to be bothering or something, but didn't really seem to bother him the rest of the night. Like apparently, he just gets so jacked up for these games that he gets gassed after the first couple minutes and. Just needs a breather, which it's it's weird to see anyone come out of the game after three minutes, but definitely a star um, like that. Most of them play the whole first quarter, or you know, come out for the last portion of it. Um, so when I saw that, I was like, "There's got to be something wrong." But um, he showed the rest of the night that you know whatever he's dealing with isn't bothering enough to keep him from playing at you know an all time all NBA caliber level, um, which he has throughout the playoffs. Um, and so I don't know if I don't know if you saw this, but in the post game interview someone asked him about it. And he said uh, I'm gonna paraphrase, but basically like I wanna be, you know, polite about this, but I had to go take a tinkle both games. <laughs> oh did he really say so. that? <laughs> That's apparently his line is that he uh, had to go use the bathroom. Guess, guess he's a little I, I nervous. Think right. I think it's like he's getting like super amped up or something like that. Yeah, I mean, um, which is understandable. I mean, it's the NBA Finals. Like, um, you know, even though he's, you know, a top five player in the game, no matter how you look at it, um, you know, you could argue top three or even the best at times for sure. Um, I mean, he is won two out of the last three MVPs and really didn't have much worse of a season this year. Um, he just was never going to win three straight MVPs. He could have played like he has in this series the whole season and he wouldn't have got it. Um, but I, I think going into the playoffs, you know, he was a little underrated just from the fatigue of Giannis. Um, you know, 
with the back-to-back MVPs, and then you know everyone kind of had a different opinion of him in the playoffs than they did um, in the regular season because he hadn't really proved on the biggest stage that he could come through in the clutch, and you know his his flaws in his game were exposed um, in both the last two exits in the playoffs, which um, which weren't that hard to game plan around. Um, it, it helped that both teams that um, beat him, the Raptors and the Heat, um, had really good weapons um, on off iron defense to implore the defense as they were. But um, it was a pretty simple concept, and uh, it forced the other players on the team to beat him. And they, they hadn't come through. Like Middleton... Milton hadn't really had the playoff performing. Mean, obviously, this is a playoff career high, but like he had when he needed to step up when then like Giannis was being walled off in the paint um, in past series. He he really hasn't been the one to step up, even though he he has to be. Um, you know, they they have Drew Holiday. Um, we can get into his performance, which has been underwhelming, at least from the shooting perspective. Um, defensively, I mean. He's been great um, and, you know, made CP3 and Booker work for everything they've got in this series. Um, but Middleton's finally come through when they need him the most. And I think that's, you know, yeah, Giannis didn't have the best games, a few games in those series, but he should have been able to rely on someone else on his team to pick him up, and he never had that. So he got some unjust criticism for not being able to perform in the playoffs where this year he's showing you can do whatever you want to me I'm still going to get mine and do it with ease and do it with efficiency um and he's proven that and so I there's no way you can say that about him going forward and and you you just have to expect this won't be the last finals run he makes um in his time in Milwaukee yep I mean he's been playing great and he has some, some of his teammates to step up, whether Middleton last night, uh, Bledsoe played good defense, at least even if he's terrible on offense. Uh, and then Connaughton was definitely someone who contributed off the bench and was just like someone else who could actually make a bucket. But the Bucks are still very thin um, in terms of who can reasonably be expected to actually play effectively. Uh, like, P.J. Tucker and Brooke Lopez, the other two starters, are fairly ineffective. Like, P.J. Tucker had zero points last night. Brooke Lopez played less than 20 minutes, yeah. and it was a negative, you know, double digit or something like that in this game time. So, yeah. it's really, like, the three of them, and then, like, hoping someone else can contribute. Yeah, they, they really don't have much depth tonight. So, I mean, having... And and what happened, you know, part of the reason why Giannis wasn't as involved with the offense is, you know, Phoenix just threw some double teams at him. They didn't do it every time, but occasionally they would throw Tucker's man or Content's man at him, you know, before he really got in an advantageous spot and just said, we're not letting you beat us. Like, pass it to Content, pass it to Tucker. Like, we'll let them. We'll If we go down, we'll go down by that sword. Um and it cost him a couple times. Um, Content got a couple good looks. He hit 
three huge threes and had a big putback. Um, all, all 11 of his points were, um, were huge and, um, he really came through in the clutch for him tonight. And that's the X factor they needed that they really haven't gotten much in these series. Yeah. I mean, Connaughton has played well, definitely. Um, last night, I don't know that he's someone you can really count on night to night, like we've talked about, but sometimes you just need someone else to step up outside of your reliable teammates. And last night was Connaughton. Um, If you're a Bucks fan, hopefully you can continue that or someone else on the team is able to step up and give them some good minutes and timely threes or rebounds or putbacks, that type of stuff, in order to get the win. You know, we've got, we've got a best of three series coming up, and it is really going to come down to, you know, highly variable items like role players stepping up and getting hot one night that could win you the game, and that's, you know, worth, that one game is worth so much more than any other possible game that you get hot in. Yeah, and uh, you know he, he obviously hit those big timely shots. Um, like the first three he hit was to put him up um, for the first time in the second half, and then the other two were to bring the game to within two. I think um, when they were trying to come back there in the fourth, so um, those were huge. You know they were worth more than eleven points. His, his points that he had, and he, he also added nine rebounds in 32 minutes and was a game high plus 21, which is pretty impressive in a six point game to, uh, to be that high. Um, so yeah, he was the X factor tonight. Problem is, I don't think, like you said, I don't think they can count him to give him that, those kind of minutes, um, on Saturday night or Tuesday, um, or Thursday when the game seven would be. Um, but, you know, and the problem is, like, it's one thing if you can't count on one guy, but you have three guys that every third game you can count on one of them to give a game like that. But they don't really have the bench like that, you know. Like, Brendan Forbes played great in the first series and was shooting the ball really well. Um, he's had a couple other decent games, but, you know, he's not someone you can rely on in that capacity. Like, um, and, you know, P.J. Tucker being your starter, you're pretty much playing four on five with him out there. Um, you know, he brings defense, um, which I like, I, I like the way he plays. Like he plays like a bulldog and he's not afraid of anyone, but like, I don't know how good a defense he actually plays because Kevin Durant <laughs> just scored 48 plus on him twice in three games. Like when he, he he's gotten a lot of fouls when he's, Carter Devin Booker in a limited time this series. He hasn't done much against Chris Paul. So, like, that's the only reason he's out there, and he's a liability on the other end. I don't know that I would play him over Connaughton because Connaughton, you know, he brings athleticism. He's a better shooter. He's a more willing shooter. I mean, that, that's the other thing, too, is, like, Tucker's such an unwilling shooter that you don't have to respect him at all. Like, he should, like, at least shoot the ball when he's open. Like, um, even if you miss, like, you'll eventually make a few, and they'll be like, all right, he, he can make these. we got to get out, even if it's not a high percentage. It's a psychological thing. But, like, 
if they know they don't have to get out there because you're not going to shoot it, it, it really, you know, makes it tougher on everyone else on the offensive end. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I think that's a great point. Like, maybe content would be a better use of the minutes. Uh, Bobby Portis didn't shoot great last game. No. But I think he's someone who can get hot also. Yeah, and Bobby Portis could give you shooter. an X-Factor game in there where yeah. – He's the he's the difference in a, a five point game or less. Um, he is definitely capable I, I, of that. I think we need to remember that uh, PJ Tucker is like thirty five years old and was out of the league yeah. as of five years ago. So, like, I mean, how much can you really expect for someone who is at like at that age? And you know, he does have a role when he was in his prime and it was an efficient and effective one, but you know, he's past his prime definitely at this point. Uh, and you know, uh, LeBron can still dominate at 36, but it's not he's, like he's not human. Is, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I think just to round out the Bucks side, um, you know, we should touch on, you know, Drew Holiday, who was four of 20 in this game. Um, shooting 33% from the field um, during the series, um, you know, which isn't pretty. Um, he's taken um, some tough step backs that you really wish he hadn't taken. I mean, the only time he's been effective, which they should go to this a lot more, is when CP3 or even Devin Booker's on him. I mean, he's so strong that he'll just punish them in the post, and he's gotten easy looks every time he's done it. Um, they just haven't gone to it much because it's kind of counterintuitive to the way to run your offense to post up your point guard. But um, I yeah, think that's where he has campaign. Yeah, yeah, campaign's toast. If, like especially him. Like, um, but I mean, even post him up and like, if you do have that mismatch, like if they double, he's a good passer. Like he'll find someone and you know get you on a a four on three situation or get you an open three. And I mean, he has, he's averaging eight assists in this series. So, um, he is performing in that regard. Um, he has played some pretty good defense. Um, just pestering Chris Paul, making him work, bringing the ball up the court. Just, um, they, they've, they've still gotten theirs, Devin Booker and CP three when he's on them. But like some of the shots Devin Booker was hitting last night, were just, there's nothing you can do other than tip your cap. Like, I mean, it was great defense, like, that one, like, where he backed him down, right, the free throw line, and and bodied him and then faded away, like, there's no better defense you can play on that, and it's just an incredibly tough shot, and, like, that's what Devin Booker sometimes does, he hits tough shots, and, like, it doesn't mean it wasn't good defense, um, like, Dev, we can transition to Devin Booker now, I mean, he was 42 points on 17 and 28 from the field, um, eight or nine from the line, no threes, which is in, kind of crazy to have a 40-point game nowadays without hitting a three, unless you're Giannis. Um, 18 in the third, and he had 38 after three, so then he scored four in the, the fourth, which we can dive into why. Um, but he went 17 and 28, which I think if he shoots those same shots next game with the difficulty of them, he's 11 of 28, like, he was hitting some really tough shots. So, like, it wasn't like the defense was poor. Like, at the beginning of the game, he was just, they were just targeting Brooke Lopez and, you know, 
just attacking him, and he was getting easy looks. But in the second half, he really had to work for all his points. I mean, he, it looked easy because he can make the game look easy, but that doesn't mean the defense was poor. And I, I don't think that was really a cause of concern for the Bucks. Yeah, I, and Booker's another star player where, you know, he is not going to have this type of night every night, same as Chris Middleton, but you know he's going to have one night at least like this, uh, probably more than you would expect from Chris. Maybe he's going to have two nights like this in yeah. the series. Um, and you really hope you're going to win those games when, they, when he does have those types of nights. And Phoenix just wasn't able to pull it out in the end. Uh, which I think we'll get into a little more later, but he was in his bag tonight. Um, he was making all these crazy shots, just like you mentioned. Um, and just like you mentioned, I would not expect him to make the same shots uh, if he takes them on Saturday. Uh, I, I think he was just really feeling it last night and was able to pull them out, but... You know, you could see the killer instinct that he has when he does get a good matchup, like against Lopez. The guy was toast. Like, every single time uh, Buffer was able to match up against him, he was just blowing by. So, I think, you know, we didn't really get into Lopez too much during the Milwaukee talk, but uh, it's very tough to play him if they're just going to target him. Like yeah, so, I mean, we, you know, we can get into it now if you want. Later this series, yeah, he might still have a role later this series in like a in a different way. Maybe he's like coming off the bench in a better uh, matchup. Um, but the way at least they're playing Lopez, I, I just don't think it will work when you have someone who, like Booker, can just prey upon that. I yeah. think CB3 would be able to do so also, but I, I'm like a little worried that he's hurt. Yeah, we can we can get into that now. I mean, um, yeah, like Chris Paul is one of the best ball handlers like the game has ever seen. And like he had several times, they didn't all result in turnovers, but um, where he just lost the handle like inexplicably, like, it's one thing if it happens once during a game. It's another thing if it happens, you know, four or five times to someone who's always so in control. And so, you know, it makes you wonder if he is, is it a hand injury that he has or a thumb injury. I I thought it was a wrist injury. Okay, I, yeah, I, I knew it. He was definitely like holding his hands. Yeah, so I, I saw that a couple game. times. Yeah, and. It didn't seem like it was bothering him the last few games. Um, you know, it played pretty well leading up to this game in the series. I mean, this was probably his worst performance of the playoffs. Um, yeah, and, um, and yeah, the, the offense ran through Booker, which it was a good thing. At least Booker was having a great night, so like it didn't get as um, exposed as it generally would when, you know, the offense is running through CP3 and you know, it helped Booker to get his points that way, but he, he didn't need CB3 to get his points last night. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it, it looked odd. I mean, he was missing jumpers that he normally makes. I mean, he honestly didn't shoot that much. I, I can't remember how many field goals he had, but, um, you know, it could just, you know, it could just be, um, you know, off-shooting night, but, like, he missed a couple easy ones. Like, he, like, short-armed that one, like, little 
floater he had um, where he drove into the paint. And everyone just kind of backed off him. It was from like four or five feet. You know, I don't I don't know if that's a sign of the injury or what, but it, it definitely wasn't the CP3 we've we've seen this postseason, um, which has been an incredible you know point guard scorer, um, just running running the show for. Um, the Suns and and honestly, it, it was best if he wasn't running the show. Like he even deferred to campaign a few times to let him run the offense um, when they were both playing together late in the third, um, which you hardly ever see. Yeah, I I think we gotta be worried about what we saw last night because, like you said, if it was an off game, you know, maybe this would have happened once or twice. And you can like excuse some poor shooting as well, but CB3 is someone who you just, when you think of him, you think of calm, collected, control. Uh, he's someone who has very low turnovers throughout his career, and you could see the ball was just getting away from him multiple times. Uh, he had that back-breaking turnover in the last like, two minutes or so. Yeah. Um, that I think led to the phantom six foul or yeah, should have been six foul it, yeah. on Devin Booker. Um, so I am worried more that it is like a systemic issue with his hand or wrist than it was just an off night for him. Which, if you're a Suns fan, you gotta be a little, a little worried about that for sure. Yeah. Um, and you know, I, I really don't know what it is. We'll, we'll find out, I guess, in Game 5. Um, but either way, um, the Suns had an opportunity to steal one tonight. And if you get a halfway decent Chris Paul game, there, there's no way they lose that game. Um, mm-hmm. They got one of his worst performances, um, really, of the season, I'm sure. Go, going back to the regular season, I didn't watch all their games, obviously, but... Um, it just—it was just an uncharacteristic game. He, he like, even in his worst games, he still gets a seventeen and eight. Like it just—it just like clockwork, um, which didn't happen last night. And uh, and yeah, for I mean, it would be such a CP three thing to have this injury keep him from winning his first title. Um, it'd be awful if that was the case for him. Um, I'm sure we won't find out really. Either way, no matter win or lose, what what the severity of that injury was and how much it was hampering him until after the series. Um, but I'll be interested to see because, um, like you said, I'm, I'm a little concerned too. And, you know, I'm, I'm rooting for the Suns. I'm rooting for CP3. I mean, I want him to get his first championship. I mean, more, more so I'm really rooting for a good series. But um, I, I'd definitely like to see him get his and, who knows if he'll ever get another shot at it, you know. Um, it's his first time here in his 14th season or whatever it is. Um, and Yeah, you gotta, gotta hope the two days of rest helps or yeah. you know, shoot it full of Corazon or something yep. on Saturday. Yep, so, I mean, you know, like I said, Booker really carried the offense. You know, CP3 wasn't much of a factor. Aiden really wasn't much of a factor on the offensive end. He got a couple slips early in the game got some easy buckets um but outside of that I, I think he ended up with only six points or something i believe um and 
Um, you know, he had been, you know, a solid 15 to 20 points uh, the way he'd been playing recently. Um, he did get after it on the glass. He had 17 rebounds, 16 of them defensive. Um, but despite that, you know, I, and I think this speaks to um, how small Phoenix is playing at times. They got killed on the offensive boards. Um, 17 offensive rebounds for Milwaukee, five um, for Phoenix. And, you know, that along with the turnover discrepancy, which, you know, we alluded to CP3 committing some. He had, he had five, Booker had four. The Suns, as a team, had 17. Um, Milwaukee only had five. Um, when you add those two up, that's an extra 19 shots for Milwaukee, 97 to 78. And, I mean, you honestly, thankful for the, the Suns is they shot 50% and Milwaukee shot about 40%. So, like, they are able to make up for it somewhat. But when you give them that many more opportunities, there's not a very good chance you win. Normally, you see a shot discrepancy like that. It's a 15, 20-point game. Yeah, I think Aiden still played pretty well, especially on defense. Yep. Um, I, I, I thought he did a good job. I think the game plan was surrounded, or uh, was planning around trying to stop Giannis from getting his last night. And I thought he did a pretty good job of that. But there's you know only so much he can do on that end. Um, he's still gobbling up boards as he can. But like you said, after him, there isn't a lot on the Phoenix team with Sarge out. Um, they have to go really small whenever Aiton sits. So they're just going to get killed uh, on the boards whenever that happens. Yeah. And, you know, I think he played 39 minutes. So I, I don't think Minsky played at all last night. So, you know, there's at least nine minutes where, you know, Jay Crowder was the five, or Cam Johnson, whoever you want to call it. Um, they're all threes um, in reality. So, yeah, you're going to, you know, when, when one of those guys has to box out Giannis, like, good luck. Good luck. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, Godspeed to you. Um, and, you know, they're normally playing, you know, obviously Lopez didn't play that much. Uh, I think Portis had, like, 20-something minutes last night, so, like, they're playing with two bigs most of the game. Um, Giannis at the five mostly um, with Lopez out, which has really helped them defensively, especially on the pick and roll, not having to um, play their drop back pick and roll defense because Lopez is, can't handle them out on the perimeter. Um, and they don't have anyone to target at that point. They, they try to target Portis in those positions. Um, and there's been a couple times CP3's got the best of them, but he does that to, like, the greatest defenders in the league. So, like, um, I think he's held his own. I mean, he, it's not, like, a glaring mismatch that, you know, every time they see that opportunity, um, they're going to attack it like they do with Lopez. Um, and so being able to go small but still be the bigger team on the court, um, I think has been a big advantage for Milwaukee. Absolutely. And that's where their bread is buttered is on those boards. 
So they just got to keep attacking the glass and creating those extra possessions like you just talked about. You know, having almost 20 more shots in a game is absolutely insane. Yeah. Um, and related to that, like, you have written down here is, you know, the Sarge injury underrated. And, yeah, you know, at the time he got injured, I, I I thought it was a bigger deal than most did. Um, you know, he doesn't, he's not going to light up the scoreboard. He'll, he'll get you six, eight points generally. Um, but he, get, he gives you good minutes. He gives you size. Um, and it'd be one thing if you had a backup that wasn't playing behind him that was, you know, somewhat decent, but when the drop-off's as big as it's Kaminsky, like, you really feel that injury, and there, there's no other options other than go super small, which, you know, we said, like, you know, hasn't been effective for them. Um, you know, they've been beaten up on the boards and um, maybe haven't gotten Aiden as much rest as he should get covering Giannis and anchoring the defense, um, rolling to the rim and everything. Yeah. Uh, Monty Williams, I think, was worried about the Aiden foul trouble in Game 3 and decided to give Kaminsky a shot, and it just went terribly for them. Um, so I think they realized pretty quickly that can't play Kaminsky, um, just like Cantor. Uh, who was it who said that? Uh, Billy Donovan, maybe? Um, anyways, uh, realized very quickly that Cantor, or Kaminsky, sorry, can't play in the series. He's just not good enough. Um, Cameron so couldn't play in the series either, for the record. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, they just, like you said, have to downshift to this super small lineup that's just going to get eaten up by the Bucks. Even if they were to try to like match that lineup with when Giannis was out, you have someone like Bobby Portis who is, like, he doesn't have the ton of skill, but I think one of his good skills is offensive reboarding, yeah. rebounding, sorry. Um, you know, he can eat up a small lineup like that, no problem. Yeah, um, and, you know, it showed on the board tonight and gave Milwaukee just enough opportunities to pull it out in the end. Um, I'd say one of the lone bright spots outside of Devin Booker for the Suns was Cam Johnson. Um, he, he had 10 points. I think he played uh, 29 minutes. Um, you know, he just he brings a lot of energy. He was four for six from the field, hit a couple threes. Um, I, I just really like his game. He had a great block, um, second game in a row with a, a nice highlight. Um, obviously, the, uh, the highlight dunk the other night was a much bigger highlight, which... I did not see coming at all, but was very impressed by. Uh, he's he's just a he's a great role player. Like you couldn't ask anything more from him. like you want you want especially nowadays like any role player needs to be able to shoot threes. Like and if he's open, he's gonna knock him down. He's he's more than just you know a decent shooter. Like he's you don't want to leave him open. Um, he's always hustling um, on defense, on offense, in transition. Like um, he just plays hard. Um, and he's actually a pretty solid defender. Um, you know, he, he played almost the whole fourth quarter up until the last couple minutes. Um, I think with like two minutes to go, they brought Mikel Bridges back in for defensive purposes, which they probably should have just kept Cam Johnson in because at that point, Middleton just scored on 
Bridges, like every possession he got back in the game. Not that it was all Bridges' fault, but um, I, I just think they're getting a lot out of him. And, you know, he played more than Bridges tonight, which which says what Monty Williams really trusts him. Um, and, you know, I, I think you'll continue to see him play an important role in this series. And, and he could be one of those X factors we're talking about. He could, he could hit four or five threes in a game. Um, and play some great defense on, you know, whether it be Middleton or Holiday or, you know, good help defense or whatever, um, but contribute in a lot of different ways. Yeah, for, like, secondary players, uh, and Cam Justin must be a tertiary player, um, hustle is a very underrated skill, just, like, trying really hard and moving off the ball uh, is really important to keeping an offensive moving, um, getting easy buckets, like you said, just like being a great cutter, uh, being there and willing and able to make those three-point shots on the offensive side. It's really important trying really hard on defense. Like, it sounds really simple, but uh, that is like a key aspect of winning, especially when you play at least normally, like, a, a lower number of minutes. Like, you just give it your all, basically, every minute you're out there. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like when you and I would play pickup. <laughs> I don't have skills, but I can run a lot and try hard. And, you know, that honestly does make up for it Yeah, uh, to some level. Um, get, get you easy buckets. I think that, it, that translates to the NBA also. Like, try really hard, move off the ball, know when to cut. I, I think those are all, like, Really important underrated skills for a role player. Our pickup games back in Arlington were pretty much NBA games. There wasn't much of a difference, so <laughs> of course it translates. Um, Absolutely. For those that don't know, it was far from that, but they were fun. We missed those days. Um, yeah, so let's let's get into a little bit of coaching here. Um, you know, it's the second game in a row. One of the three stars on the Suns had been in foul trouble, and you know analytics have said recently and a lot of coaches have adopted you know to keep their stars in or not even stars necessarily just their players in when they get into foul trouble um that wouldn't traditionally would people would say to take you out like when you get four fouls in the third quarter like um and you know monty williams didn't do that in either spot with aiden in game three um and then Booker, I think, picked up his fourth foul with eight minutes to go in the third. Um, or maybe it was a little less than that. But he sat down for a little bit. Um, and at that point, he was the entire offense. So, like, they whether the storm line is out, but, you know, he could have had eight points in that those three or four minutes he was out, like, pretty easily. Um, and then, you know, he got picked up his fifth with, I think, nine minutes to go in the game and didn't come, or maybe it was 10 minutes to go and didn't come back in until just under six minutes um, when the game wasn't actually getting out of control, but, you know, the Suns had a pretty good handle on it early in the fourth quarter. I think they, the lead got up to 10 at one point, um, and it was back down to about two by the time he got in. Um, and so I, I just thought he waited too long to bring him back. Like, obviously, Booker proved us wrong that he shouldn't have come back in that early because he committed like three fouls by the time he got in it looked like one of them he tried to give intentionally <laughs> um, but I, I, I just think you got to go down with your star like 
like people say like yeah you, you want to have the star at the end of the game and of course you do but the end of the game might be meaningless because you held him out for six minutes that you shouldn't have you like i'd rather get these minutes that i know are going to matter like those minutes in the third quarter that he missed those points count just as much as they do at the end of the game and at that point you know there's still a game to be played if he sits out for six minutes they could go on a 14-0 run or something and completely change the game and now you put him back in and the game's almost over like i i've, I've never really gotten that and i i think it i don't know if it cost him the game but it surely didn't give him the best chance to win yeah, I like every part of my body wants to criticize Monty Williams for like holding out Aiden in game three and then Book in game four for as long as he did. But then, like you said, it, Booker comes in and immediately, like, intentionally tries to foul <laughs> someone to get his sixth foul. Yeah, and I guess maybe he knows like, his team better than we do. Maybe, yeah, he just knows his team and they're. I have no, like, awareness of, you know, what their foul level is or, like, they have no idea how to not foul while they're playing. Um, so that makes me, like, think maybe he did make the right decision. Um, but in general, I think I do agree with you. Uh, I think I agree with you quite strongly that, you, know, you just gotta play your best players, um, and if they come out, that sucks. But if you hold them out for too long, like you could end up losing the game. Yeah. And I think that did happen in Game Three when Aiden was out and Milwaukee was just able to feast while he was. Yeah. Um, game Four, you know, I, I thought you know Milwaukee was coming back while Book was out. And I think, like, putting him on ice for as long as they did might have messed with his groove because he played the rest of the game, and I think they were minus, like, seven in that time period or something like that. Yeah. Booker honestly didn't even play very well while he was playing that yeah. last five minutes no, or so. He, he didn't. He lost his, you know, rhythm, so to speak. I mean, yeah. he could have just been off for those couple minutes, but... He definitely didn't look the same as he was before. He wasn't as tacking the same way and um, wasn't wasn't as smooth as he was before. And and yeah, like the problem with Monty Williams, he's like he's in a lose lose situation, like right. Like if he keeps him out there, and two minutes after he picked up his fifth, he picks up his sixth with eight minutes to go, like he's going to be crucified for that. Um, and so I, I just think you got to have a strategy and stick to it. Like I mean, I I just don't necessarily agree with the strategy there um, because you, you're going to be questioned either way, um, which, you know, sucks. It's just the world we live in. Um, but I, I think you don't know that they're going to pick up another foul. Like that it, it just, most players pick up like two to three fouls a game. So like it'll generally even out, like it could be the way the refs are calling it that game maybe. Um, but you just, you just don't know. And yeah. I hate, I hate taking your best players out of the game on some uncertainty like that. Especially last night when the refs were really just like letting them play. Yeah. Like, it was a pretty physical game. Yeah. Obviously, uh, Booker by the end of the game had like seven fouls. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, he was being the most. They were definitely letting them play. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, 
I think Phoenix, the young guys, the two days off, they just need to focus on studying, like, how do I play basketball without fouling someone so I can stay in this game? Yeah, because their their uh, depth has gone down here too. With you know Sarge yeah. out, uh, campaign hasn't played like he did uh, last series. Um, Tory Craig's given him pretty decent minutes, especially on the defensive end. Um, but you know that those are the only three guys with Cam Johnson coming off the bench. We talked about him already. So um, you know they Cam Johnson and, and Craig can spell the minutes of Crowder and. Uh, bridges pretty well, but you know they don't. They certainly don't have a replacement for Aiden. And you know, as good as campaign's been, if he's in for Booker or Paul with foul trouble, like that's that's a big drop off too. Yeah, absolutely. So we, right. I guess uh, you know we've seen some adjustments. I'll give Mike Boonhoser credit; he has made some adjustments finally. Um, might have took him longer than any, everyone would have wanted, but he has made a few. Um, you know, specifically, you know, taking out Brooke Lopez, um, putting him on the bench just so they can be much more effective in the pick and roll defense, which a lot of people criticize. Um, he's really started to play his stars more. Um, there are games earlier, I think, in these playoffs and last playoffs where Giannis was playing like 32, 34 minutes. Um, Milwaukee's three stars, Middleton, Holiday, and Giannis played 43 minutes apiece last night. So um, he's uh, he's he's learned his lesson there, and you know, go down with your best, um, and you know worry about resting them in the in the off season. Um, but um, do you see Absolutely. any other? I mean, we kind of know these teams pretty well, um, and the different moves they can make at this point do you see any big adjustments coming either way or adjustments you'd like to see yeah i would like bledsoe to play more of like a secondary facilitator bledsoe, you mean, role. mean a holiday yeah sorry well um <laughs> just his shooting has reminded me so much of <laughs> bledsoe. uh yeah holiday as uh Secondary facilitator, spot up roll. Yeah, he cannot be taking shots off the dribble. Yeah, at this point, I don't like, know what his shooting percentage on that is, but I know it's not good. It's terrible. Um, you know, I don't think he's as bad of a shooter as he's shown this playoffs. No. But you know, that's the reality that we're in right now. Yep. And he's still provided like valuable contributions to the team. I think he had something like eight assists last night, or yeah, maybe eight assists, nine assists. Yeah. Um, and very few turnovers. The advantage is really useful, and you can be that off facilitator. Um, you can be that spot up guy who takes like a higher percentage shot and not push a more contested shot. And I think that's how he needs to like find his role more in the offense is move away from like really looking for his one shot, be willing to shoot when open and given the ball, but. Don't be like hunting a shot, really. Um, and then on the Phoenix side, I think you really just got to hope for two things. One, that Chris Paul's going to be okay yep. for the next three games of the series. And then two, you got to keep your younger stars out of foul trouble so they can play the whole game. Yeah, I mean, 
Yeah, they only have, like I said, both of these teams, you know, you'd expect NBA finalists to be a little more, have a little more depth, but um, they're eight deep right now with really seven uh, that they yeah. really trust. And, I mean, that's, that's what happens in the playoffs. The, the lineups get smaller. Um, and, you know, so, yeah, foul trouble becomes a huge deal when you, you really only trust going seven deep. Um, yeah, I think for Phoenix, I mean, I think they're obviously going to keep attacking Brooke Lopez every time he's in the game um, relentlessly. Um, so I don't know how much we're going to see. 19 minutes might be the most he gets for the rest of the series. Um, but um, I think they have to have a little more movement on offense and, and rhythm. It's, it's a lot of it's just pick and roll with Devin Booker. Pick, I mean, like, granted, like, those are great guys around the pick and roll with, but like you want to get everyone else involved, um, a little more movement, a little more, um, bo- a little more ball movement, a little more off ball movement uh, will go a long ways. You can still, you know, Devin Booker and Chris Paul are still going to get theirs, and they're going to have their opportunities. But um, and then I also like what I saw. You know, I, I would almost do it a little more than they did it last game, but running defenders at Giannis um, when he's got the ball, you know, 18 feet from the basket and is about ready to make his move. Um, make make those other guys beat you. Um, I, I don't really trust those other guys. Um, I'd much rather, you know, have content shooting a three that's mildly contested versus Giannis putting his head down going to the paint. Like, if you looked up the expected points out of those, like you'll find that Giannis going to the paint is probably a little more effective. Um, and you just, and, and content's not one, he's not looking to shoot that shot. Like, I mean, it looked like he was last night, but like he knows that's not what their offense is set up to do. So like, he's always thinking about it. Whereas Giannis is just like, no, this is what I do. I, I put my head down, I go to the paint. You can't stop me. Um, and so, I just want to go down making them do um, what they don't want to do. Force them into doing things that they don't want to do because they're generally not comfortable in doing them. Um, so I think that that's yeah. key for the Suns. Um, and I, I think Bud's made kind of all the adjustments that he really needs to make. I mean, I liked running the offense through Middleton, especially down the stretch. I mean, I, I've been an advocate of that all season. Um to let Middleton close out games um, using that Giannis Middleton pick and roll with Giannis as a screener. I mean, it's pretty freaking hard to cover. Um, so just do more of that. Play Giannis at the five as much as you can. Like, you know, it's, you know, especially him having to cover Aiden. I mean, it's a lot of work, but there's only three games left in the season. Um, you get two days off between this game and same with the next one. So, um, you know, just go down with with everything you got, and, um, I, and I think your best lineup has Giannis at the five every single time. Um, depends on who the other five, four players are, but um, if, if he's at the five and you got the other two stars in there, you, you got a good lineup. So, um, yeah, I think we're in for a treat. Hopefully, for these last three games, uh, hopefully we get three games. Um, I definitely. See it going seven. I, I think, uh, you know, 
Suns and four isn't isn't realistic anymore. But uh, I'll go I'll go Suns and seven. Um, mainly, I mean, I, I think that the um, home court plays out. I think they win five and seven, and Milwaukee gets six. Um, not much of a bold prediction there, but um, it, it matters, and we've seen that. We kind of maybe lost track of that from a bubble season. But, um, you know, like you said, like, who's going to be the X-Factors? And, and generally the X-Factors are role players. Um, and role players always play better at home. They're more comfortable there. Um, and I also want to see a seven-game series, and I prefer the Suns to win. So I'm just hoping I can wish this into reality. Yeah, I really want to pick the Suns. Also, I'm just, like, so concerned about CB3 right now. I think I'm still going to go with the Suns. I am going to say they're going to lose Game 5. Oh, wow. And then pull off two straight to win the finals. Um, I think we might have a still a little more CP3 rust, but maybe it's good to go by Game 6. All right. Well, I hope to see that. It'd be some high drama. Um, I think either way, um, we've gotten a good final so far, and hopefully we can finish it with three strong games and, um, you know, make this finals to remember. Absolutely. It's a lot of fun. Uh, last night's game was fantastic, and I hope we get three more of those. Yeah, you could definitely use that. Um, so... Here's to praying for three games and a epic seven game, um, and you know may the best team win. It looks like, you know, injuries aside, we might have the two best teams that were in the playoffs this year um, with the hand they're dealt, and uh, just you know, crown the champion. It's either CP3 gets his first uh, after 15 years plus in the NBA. Or Giannis gets his first of potentially many. Um, uh, either way, it's a good storyline, and uh, it's been fun, and we hope it to keep that way. Absolutely. All right. Well, that'll do it for another edition of the White Man Can Jump podcast. Thanks for joining us. You can find us at mrnolook.com. You can also find me on Instagram at jwhited757. And... Twitter at jwhited5. Thanks again, and peace.